So to kickstart the year, I'm going to be talking on a series called Squads. Can anyone say squads? Squads. So you'll notice at the end of youth, we're going to go break up into squads and we're going to have squad battles. But in the Bible has squads, and so we're gonna, I'm going to be preaching on a few series on squads, what we see in the Word of God, and how that can powerfully apply to our life. Is that good? So if you're taking notes, squad goals. Squad goals is the title today. So what is a squad? It's a small group of people having a particular task or taking part in a shared activity. Squad goals, used in reference to a personal thing seen as a model to aspire to, or emulate, especially with one's friends, often as a hashtag in social media, hashtag squad goals. So one youth, we are friends. Poke the person beside you and say, you're my friend. So squad goals. So there, but we just got to clarify one thing. There's a difference between squads and duos, all right? So a, who played Fortnite? You'd understand... Duo is two, squad is four or three, but more than two, right? So there's duos is two, squad is any amount bigger than two. So that's what we're going to be looking at in the Bible. Any group of people more than two doing things together, all right? So that's what a squad is because they're our goals. Pete, can we see that meme? Very pixelated, which is good because it could be a little bit. It says here, friendship goals. So we see this last on this awesome uh, pizza, pool toy bed thing. And then all the friends together make a complete pizza. Squad goals. Thank you, Pete. So we see there, you can have a cool toy, like pool party, but without a squad, it's not that cool. So you can then be cool, but you can go cooler when you have a squad, Yeah. And so your life's good, but your life can be better when you're in a squad. Does that making sense? So who's your squad? Growing up, I watched TV. Anyone else did that? Who binge watches Netflix, um, whatever? So when I was a kid, there was a, t- there was a squad called the Teletubbies. Do I have a witness in this place? Yep, that, that, the original squad. The original squad. Second, the Wiggles. Who remembers this one? Lights, camera, action. Wiggles, hey Jordy. So maybe we're a bit too old. Another one, this is a classic squad. The Penguins of Madagascar. Yes, that's a squad. I'm Rico. No, I'm not. All right, my, my favourite squad, I'm sure it's yours as well, TMNT. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is a squad. Leonardo, Michelangelo, Raphael, Donatello. You know what, they didn't always get along. But when they were together, they did awesome things. And it taught me that, you know what, it doesn't matter. I might be angry with Mariah, but when we're together, we make a cool pizza. Kind of. But you know what I mean? So we may disagree sometimes, but when we stay together, just like the Teenage Mutant Channels save the city, we can save Port Lincoln. Yep. All right. We'll keep going. So, but the TV's full of squads. The Bible's full of squads as well that we can learn from. So we're going to go. Has everyone got that? Uh, to Samuel out. Everyone's found that. To Samuel 23, verses 8 to 17. So just a bit of context before we read it. There's a guy called David. He's King David. Everyone say King David. And King David was a king of a country called Israel. And he grew up in a town called Bethlehem. So we sing songs like Christmas carols about Bethlehem and Jesus. So Jesus was born in Bethlehem because he was a descendant of King David, 
who was from Bethlehem. Let's get to it. All right, we ready? One person's ready. Are we ready? All right. 2 Samuel 23, verses 8 to 17. These are the names of David's mightiest warriors. Not warriors in they're scared, as in fighting. Warrior, all right? The first was Jashabim. Everyone say that, Jashabim. The Hakamite, who was the leader of the three, the three mightiest warriors among David's men. He once used his spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a single battle. Everyone say 800. 800. That's good. That's a good innings. Next in the rank among the three was Eliezer. Everyone say Eliezer. Son of Dodai, a descendant of Aoah. Once Eliezer and David stood together against the Philistines when the entire Israelite army had fled. He killed the Philistines until his hand was so tired to lift up, uh, it was too tired to lift up his sword. And the Lord gave him a great victory that day. The rest of the army did not return until it was time to collect the plunder. Can you think about that? How the heck does that work? He fought until his hand was so tired he couldn't even lift up his sword anymore. How do you kill someone if your sword dropped down? I don't get that. But somehow, with a tired hand that he couldn't even lift up the sword, he still killed people. Great victory. There you go. Explain that one, Bible. Next one. Next in rank was Shemaiah. Everyone say Shemaiah. Son of Agi from Harar. One time the Philistines gathered at Lee and attacked the Philistines in a field full of lentils. Get me some lentils. No, thank you. The Israelites' army fled, but Shemaiah held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Once during the harvest, when David was at the cave of Adullah, the Philistine army was camped in the valley of Rephraim. The three who were among the 30, an elite group in David's uh, fighting men, went down to meet him there. David was staying in the stronghold at the time, so basically like a castle, and a Philistine detachment had occupied the town of Bethlehem. So the Philistines are the enemy, say enemy. Enemy. So the Philistines are the enemy, and they've taken over David's hometown, right? So David's hometown has been occupied by the enemy. David remarked longingly to his men, Oh, how I would love some of that good water. Everyone say good water. From the well by the gate in Bethlehem. So the three broke through. Can someone say broke through like they mean it? Broke through. Tell the person beside you, broke through. Broke through. So, uh, so the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew some water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem, and brought it back to David. But he, he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. The Lord forbid that I should drink this, he exclaimed. This water is as precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me. So David did not drink it. These are the, example, these are the examples of the exploits of the three. We're going to pray and believe God can move through us. Is that good? Holy Spirit, speak to us. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the Bible. We thank you that it's relevant to our life today. That may, though it recounts stories from years ago, they are so relevant to us today. May our ears be open. May our spirits be open to hear what you want to say to us. May we leave this place better and encouraged. And we thank you that you're moving. And everyone said, Amen. So point one, if you're taking notes. Everyone say point one. Just as each member uh, had their own powerful stories, so do you. We saw that each of those three men had a powerful story by themselves, so do you. 
just like we saw the meme. You can have a cool pizza slice. You have a good life, right? So we'll, 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 we'll debrief this. So Jasho Beam, who remembers that? So we're going to see a picture on the screen of um, a shish kebab. Who knows what a shish kebab is? We're going to see a picture of this shortly. There we go. You know what I mean? So you know when you have those kebabs and they have the, the meat? So he had his spear and he was making Philistine shish kebabs, right? Because it's like if you killed 800 people in one battle, how else are you going to do that with a spear? He would have been like, there's four shish kebab, human kebab, shish kebabs, yeah? Get it? That's how I read that story. I'm just seeing this guy getting his spear, chucking in, getting like five people at a time, and they're like, oh, ready for cooking. All right, so uh, he killed 800 people with a spear. I call, so I call uh, Jasha Beam shish kebab, right? Next one, Eliezer. So who's ever here done a group, uh, a group assignment at school? Anyone here done a group one? So there's, there's two people in a group assignment. There's one that wants to A grade and there's the other that just wants someone else to do their work, right? Then there's what I'm talking about. There's that person that goes, you know what, I want to pass this and dominate it. And there's the other person that goes, you know what, I know that Nikita's smart. I'm going to go in her group. She could do the work and I can just take a relax, right? So who knows we have those things in school. So Ili. Eliezer was the smart person. And so what we saw was a situation where um, he stays up, like picture someone doing their assignment, they're staying up all night for the group assessment, does all the work, and you see the p- typical picture, like then they, they fall asleep at the computer, like, and then they wake up, oh, starting all night, getting my A grade, right? You see that picture. Then what happens is then you come to school, you hand up the assignment, everyone else is like, woo, we got an A grade. That's what happened to Eliezer. He's in battle with David. They're doing all the hard work, win. Everyone just rocks up for the A grade. They just get the plunder and go, yes, what a victory. They didn't do any of the work. All right, so that's what happens for Eliezer. Third one is um, Shammah. So um, we're going to watch a a quick snippet from the video of the movie Barnyard, and that's going to explain to us what happened to him. Well, I won't back down No, I won't back down You can stand me up at the gates of hell But I won't back down Gonna stand my ground Won't be turned around And I'll keep this world from dragging me down So when I read that the verses about Shammah, I think of that movie scene in Barnyard. So oh, first of all, let's talk about this. Since when do male cows have udders? I'm sorry, Barnyard. Since when do male cows have udders? Ah, uh, cows, 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 cows. That's now, now moving right along. When I read that story about Shammah, I think of that picture. So just as the cow, Ben, held his ground, he goes, you know what, I'm holding my ground, gets his guitar, starts whacking coyotes like he's playing baseball with home runs. Just going, catch ya, you're getting out of here. Shammah goes, you know what, this lentil field is mine 
and you don't belong here, Philistine. Get wrecked. And just start, just takes them all out. All these enemy, all his friends back off. And Shammah goes, you know what? This lentil field is mine, right? So every time I read that scripture, I see that, that movie scene in my head. Just, this guy goes in, whacked by guitar. So we see there, you, point one, you can do something awesome in your life. We see it in those guys' stories, and we can see it for us as well, right? So that's point one. Point two, something powerful happens when you team up. Can someone say squad goals? So as I saw the meme at the start, you can have a cool, you can have a cool pizza piece, but together you make a full pizza, and it's even awesomer. So now we're going to remember, David is king of Israel and grew up in a town called Bethlehem, but the enemy, the Philistines, had captured it. And so now it was harvest time. Now, John T., what's the characteristic of harvest time? Hot? Yeah. So harvest is hot, right? And so we see that um, uh, David dreamed of something on the hot day. So if it's a hot day here, what do you dream of? Here's an idea. Ice cream. I think of Maccas. But you know what? And I don't think of Maccas. I think of that beautiful soft serve, that crunchy cone, that lovely, smooth, Silky ice cream on the top. But I don't just want an ice cream. I, I dream for the double blessing of the flake. You know what I mean? Or sometimes, it's even better, mum was healthy, so she was kind of like, one of us kids to be healthy, but it was even better when I'd come home from a hot day at school and dad beat us home because he would have that lovely poured cold Coke in a glass waiting for me. So that's my other dream on a hot day is a beautiful cup of Coke. But what's even better than just a glass of Coke is when it's been poured from a glass bottle, because who knows glass bottled Coke tastes better, with an ice in it, Coke on the rocks. Oh, man. That, that we're talking about. So for me, in summer, I dream about a beautiful Coke or a beautiful saucer from Macca's. But David, he, he looks back and goes, mmm, that delicious water in Bethlehem. And it, he didn't just say good water, like didn't say water, it said it was good water. He was hungry for the good water in Bethlehem. And so uh, 2 Samuel 23 verse 9, it says, Oh, how I'd love some of that good water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem. And what happened is the king dreamed it, but the squad believed it. I don't know if you caught that. The king dreamed it, but the squad believed it, right? So the king dreamed it, the squad received it. Saying another way, the king dreamed it, the squad made it a reality. So King David dream, had a dream. The squad says, you know what? We, can, we believe that dream can be true for, for our King David. So the squad qu- clearly watched too much bananas in pajamas. Bong. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, shish kebab? I think I am, lentil man. It's breakthrough time, right? Clearly that's what happened. They're like, the king's had a dream. We're going to make that dream a reality. And so you're a squad and you can make dreams realities. You've got to understand that. So one youth, we have a king, and his name is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, we have a king, his name is Jesus, and the enemy is occupying places that belong to Jesus. And so we've got to understand that. There's things in our world, it belongs to Jesus, but the enemy is comfortable saying, no, I'm, don't step there. No, don't have a breakthrough here. I'm happy for you just living life without a breakthrough. But we've got to go, go no, Jesus is a king. He has a dream, and we're going to pursue that and see the breakthrough. Who agrees with that? Newsflash, your school doesn't belong to the enemy, all right? Your school belongs to Jesus. So bullying doesn't own your school. Gossip doesn't own your school. Loneliness doesn't own your school. 
Depression and anxiety doesn't own your school. Fear and timidity doesn't own, uh, own your school. Cheating doesn't own your school. Stealing doesn't own your school. Any other negative thing does not own your school. You're going to understand that. You might go, oh, I'm getting bullied, this, that. No, those things don't own your school. Jesus owns your school, right? You've got, to, you've got to believe that. Jesus owns your school. Jesus owns your family. Jesus owns your sport team. Jesus owns your workplace. And it's time for some squads to rise up and have a breakthrough. And so you're going to go, you know what? With me and my friends, we're going to rise up in my school and believe for a breakthrough because Jesus owns this, not the enemy. So point three, David acknowledges the fact that they risked their life and it caused uh, him to worship God. So he realized that that squad risked their life and because they risked their life, he then worshiped God. So for us, 2 Samuel 23, 17, this water is as precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me. Your unsaved friends won't know Jesus until you are prepared to take a risk and get uncomfortable. Your unsaved friend isn't just going to start coming to youth. They're not just going to go, oh, hey, Alana, when's youth on? Then it's not going to happen. Alana's going to have to get uncomfortable and say, hey, friend, you need Jesus. Well, maybe not in those exact words, but hey, come to youth. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Same for Ethan. His friends aren't just going to start coming to youth. He's going to have to get uncomfortable and say, you know what, friend, Bill, Jack, banana and pajama, whatever his name is, you need Jesus, come to youth. You know, and so for all of us, it's not just going to happen. You've got to take a risk and invite them. And so... Um, the king dreamed it, the squad believed it. And so there's a dream that says, you know what, your friends can get saved. And that's what Jesus is saying. You know what, Jesus is saying, I love you, I love your friends, I love everyone in your world, but do we believe the dream? Because we've got to believe it. The breakthrough doesn't happen until we leave the building. And so uh, with a dream that we are called to fulfill. So yeah, we can have dreams all we want, but it happens when we get released, because if we come to youth, get equipped to go, you know what, no, we're going to leave this place to see our friends meet Jesus. So we've got to believe for that. And so here's a dream. You are called to reach more than just your friends. You are called to reach all people in your world. So your coach, if you play sport, I believe you can see your, your coach meet Jesus. Your teacher, I believe your teacher can meet Jesus. I believe that your boss, if you have a job, your boss, your manager, whatever it is, they can meet Jesus. I believe that your parents, if they don't know Jesus, I believe they can meet Jesus because of you. Um, you know that annoying person? Sometimes they're a bit stinky. The person that's just not cool. You know what? You're put in their life to be their friend so that they meet Jesus. As much as they annoy you, as much as they're frustrating, one use is a place where we include people that we love the unlovable because they need Jesus, right? And so um, 2 Samuel 23, 16, he poured it out as an offering to God. David worships God, and so we are called to be a squad which lead people to worship God. So what you do with your Christian friends should bring people to worship God. should be a thing where they go, you know what? I'm so grateful for Claire. I'm so grateful for Amy. Though That squad has caused me to worship God. And that's what our aim is to go, you know what? We're going to make an impact in my school because these people need to worship God, right? So that's the aim. So I'd rather ask a friend to youth and get a no than not ask and miss a yes. I'd rather ask a friend if they need prayer and get a no than not ask and miss a yes. Sometimes we say no for people, but we've got to go, you know what, no, I'm going to take a risk because I'd rather take the risk and get a no than not take the risk and miss the opportunity. So we've got to have a people with that kind of attitude. And can I tell you, the risk is worth it. And so I also, I have a dream of passionate worship. 
for One Youth, One Heart Church, I believe this can be a place where worship is pumping. That's what I have a dream of. So you, you might go, well, I don't like to jump. Fair cool, I don't like to jump. Neither does the devil like you to jump. The devil doesn't want you worshipping God. So um, it's time for a squad to have a break and go, you know what, we're going to have passionate worship at youth because we're not going to let the devil own our worship. We're going to jump around because we believe in God and he's good. And we're not going to let, the, let the, the devil say, oh, no, no, we, I own jumping. The devil doesn't own jumping. God owns jumping. And we're going to jump and be passionate because God is deserving of our worship. Another one is, oh, I don't like to raise my hands. Neither does the devil like to raise, like in you raising your hands. But we go, you know what, no, we're going to have a squad of one youth that go, you know what, we raise our hands in worship because Jesus owns my worship, not the devil. And so there's so many other elements in worship. You go, well, I don't like to sing. Neither does the devil. Who are you agreeing with, the devil? Or you're going, you know what, I'm a passionate worshiper because God, because my worship can have a breakthrough for the people around me. I have a dream to see 50 people at youth on a Sunday night. Right now we've got about 25. I believe that we can double this. Easy by the end of the year. I have a dream for that. You know what it takes? It takes a squad that goes, you know what? I don't just hear Josh's dream. I, I believe Josh's dream. And I'm going to invite my friends because they need Jesus. I, I believe we can knock this wall out and have to extend it because we're not going to have enough space. Come on, Jonty, tell them. I have a dream to see your class one for Jesus. We might go, how the heck can this person meet Jesus? They're grumpy. They, they're, they're right. Cameron, what was it what you used to be? A atheist. Cameron used to be an atheist, and he knows Jesus now. So you could have the atheist in your class, but you know what? When there's a squad that has a passion for breakthrough, you can see a breakthrough in your class. I have a dream to see your sporting teams one for Jesus. You might have, I know for me in footy, the swearing, there's this and that, but I have a dream that I can see my, my, my sporting team be one for Jesus. I believe for a breakthrough. I have a dream to see a youth band. Because I believe there's a squad here that goes, you know what? We know drummers. We know singers. We know whatever other musician there is. And we're going to see a breakthrough that we can see. Not just watching Planet Shakers. Thank you, Planet Shakers. But we're not just going to watch a Planet Shakers. We're going to have a band here that's pumping and awesome. Because we've seen a breakthrough in 